The Gun Experiment proudly presents Chopping It Up. And here are your hosts, Mike and Big Keith. All right. What's going on, man? Not much, man. I, I noticed that uh, the drought has finally caused both of us to have to mow our lawns after the last eight weeks. Yeah. You know what? I went into what I refer to as the leaching fields. And like I've, I didn't mow my lawn all summer. It was so bad, so dry here. And yeah. uh, it was like a, like a friggin' jungle. I mean, like I was going through ah. it, like like I was going through on the mower, and it was like shit was like up to my eyeballs. Like I was like, "Holy crap, man!" Yeah, I really needed to do a double cut of mine myself, but yeah. I just didn't have time to do it. I ran out of right light, so I'm just kind of waiting for the next opportunity to do it. Gotcha. But uh, I I really enjoyed the summer of not mowing. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. But I mean, my lawn looked like shit. So yeah, but it came back pretty quick. They looked pretty yeah, good. I got some real bad stuff. Yeah, eh, whatever. whatever. Yeah, whatever. Be fine. Um. So the uh, I'm so happy this sh- this new show was really well received. A lot of people were uh, commenting and sending me some love, and uh, a lot of people are listening to it. So that was awesome. Uh, you know, before we get things rolling, I just want to remind everyone that we release new content every Tuesday morning now. So uh, be sure to subscribe and get the latest episodes. Uh, whether it's our old show or our new show, we're kicking them both. So. Uh, stuff's all good. And I uh, want to just a couple things for our listeners. If you could do us a favor, be sure to check out Target Sports USA, this episode's sponsor, and head over to targetsportsusa.com forward slash the gun experiment. And you get yourself some great ammo. Sign up for Prime membership, which shaves you 8% off all ammo and free shipping on all ammo orders. Uh, I mean, we love them. I mean, I just posted a picture. I posted a picture of you and I at the factory with all the boxes, the crazy oh, yeah? cases of ammo. I, I mean, I- I thought you were going to post a picture of me smacking the bull. No, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, we're going to post a picture of Keith smacking the bull. Um, so, yeah. And uh, one more thing. Um, if we could ask you to do something for us, uh, subscribe. Leave us a five-star review and a comment on either Apple uh, or a five-star on Spotify or comments on Apple, obviously. Uh, we appreciate it. And we will uh, read them on the air, as you, always. You sound so much better when you ask for that than I do. Yeah, well, can I say I'm smooth? <laughs> <laughs> so, we have a guest host tonight. I'm so excited to bring back our friend Charlie Cook from Riding Shotgun with Charlie. Charlie, how are we doing? I am doing great. I got to say, I hope smacking the bull is not a euphemism for anything. No, it's really smacking <laughs> yeah, the bull. It's really smacking the bull. Okay. <laughs> Literally. They told us, they said anyone who comes here has to smack the bull. So for, Keith, it was for good luck. Keith went over and Give it a rump roast. Smack the rump roast. Nice. Nice. I did see the picture of you guys at Target Sports uh, USA. And I'm like, oh, my God, that looks so cool. It was very, very cool to kind of I mean, it's a overall, it's a big warehouse. You know what I mean? But just kind of talking to them and understanding a little bit about them and and um, just getting to see that place, especially given the fact that Mike and I have always bought stuff from there, even before we partnered with them on the show. It, it was just a lot, a lot of fun. They, they really enjoy what they do and they're very passionate about, you know, being uh, available for us second amendment folks. So yeah, no, it was, it was awesome. really cool. And let me tell you something you like, they saw talk about ammo shortage. I'm like, what shortage? There was so much <laughs> no ammo there. there. <laughs> it was so much <laughs> ammo. That's great. I actually, um, I drove by Target Sports filming a show back in the spring. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, you're like, that's kind of like the middle for you, right? From us it's to a, you. From Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, Charlie, what's new with you? I know you had mentioned you're going to be at a Gun Rights Policy Coalition Conference. I know that was someone coming up, but, you know. That's Where is that? Texas. So, year. 
So this year, Gun Rights Policy Conference is going to be in Dallas. It okay. is going to be October 1st and 2nd. And it I, I've been going since 2016. Um, I've been speaking since 2016 as well, which is an unbelievable, huge honor. And it, it, it really is anyone that is a mover and a shaker that's in the gun community, except for you two guys. <laughs> well, you got to get us an invite. <laughs> it's well, it's legit. It's the easiest thing. You have to join the Second Amendment Foundation. Okay. For a, wh- a whopping hundred and fifty dollars, you become a lifetime member oh, of wow. SAF. And they send you a nice little uh, certificate in the mail that's all uh, in a uh, – what do you call it? In a frame and everything. And um, and then you, you get these uh, – I think they're quarterly newsletters. You get you get some – obviously some information from them. But um, a Second Amendment Foundation, man. I, I – Alan Gottlieb has been, been a great uh, – a great uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? A great fan, I guess, of riding shotgun and, and um, getting me places and cool. and whatnot. And we're um, going to have him on so, the show. Thanks to you actually putting me in contact with him. So we're excited to have him on. That's awesome. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Um, Alan's great. And the Second Amendment Foundation, those, those folks are awesome. The day before that is really what you guys should get to. It is AMCON. It's the Alternative Multimedia Conference. And okay. it was started by Paul Lathrop, who is the, oh my gosh, Deputy Director of the uh deputy director of media for the uh, second amendment foundation he does a daily show called the bullet sounds like a fancy and, title yeah it is a fancy title and and what he does is he sits and does videos he's got some really cool uh really cool software so legit like when if you're if anyone should check out the bullet uh, and then they, they do live broadcasts at six o'clock on monday through friday on uh, six o'clock on the east coast and you just log in to to Facebook, look for Second Amendment Foundation, um, or I think, yeah, I think it's Second Amendment Foundation. Um, Paul does another show called the Polite Society Podcast. Oh, but, I've heard of that. Yeah, um, yeah. So he's he he got this gig um, as the deputy director of of media, um, and he does shows with people. Uh, he does one Monday through Friday at six o'clock, and then he does one on Saturdays at one and one o'clock Eastern Time. And um, he's got people like me and Amanda Suffolk and Dan Wass. Uh, Matt Mallory, Mike Piowarski, Rob Morse, uh, John, hey Charlie, John Richardson, just all sorts of people. Yeah. Are you, are you just name dropping to show just, how I, fancy you are? <laughs> I was going to say the movers and shakers, <laughs> the yeah. movers and what, shakers. Do you know what for you guys? <laughs> do you know what you're going to talk about this year? Yeah. Can you give us a little, uh, um, that is a, that is an, uh, a little bit of an issue this year. I think I'm on the mini Amcon panel. Uh, so we have about five to seven minutes to talk about something. And uh, even though it's two weeks away, I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, you'll come up with something quick, but if you could do Mike and I a favor, if you could please express the tough time us New Yorkers are having. Yeah, it's really rough here. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure. I'm sure Tom. We're bleeding. I'll give you, I'll even let you steal shamelessly what I am calling myself these days. And that is a law abiding criminal. Oh my God. So where did, where did you get law abiding criminal from? That is, I, I don't know if anyone else has ever said it, it, but. I, I I don't uh, want I to say not. that because I don't know, yeah. but that's how I feel. I yeah. feel like a law-abiding like criminal. I like that. We're so sh- we I hate make to burst your bubble. Evan Knappen has been using that term for years. Evan Knappen. Oh, I, I'm happy to give him credit, but that's how I feel. <laughs> that's he, He's he's a, an attorney in New Jersey, and he uses he's been using that term for man for as long as I've heard him. Well, uh, I'm gonna start making podcasts. shirts up. Yeah, I'm a law-abiding well, criminal. I like yeah, that. law-abiding criminal. So, um. I got, I got to know one thing, and then I have a question for Keith. Um, I'm sure 
that you have had a ton of exciting guests on Riding Shotgun, but in recent episodes, let's say the last five or so, give me one person, one must listen to. I, I'm going to go to Evan Knappen. Okay. Okay. Uh, Evan Knappen. I, I interviewed him up in Concord, New Hampshire. Um, he's, he's an amazing attorney and he helped Shanine Allen get, uh, yeah, yeah, he helped Shanine Allen get the charges dropped against her. He helped Brian Aiken get charges dropped against him. Um, he's very New Jersey centric. Gotcha. He lives up in New Hampshire, but he practices in New Hampshire and in New Jersey. And he's got a podcast called gun lawyer and, Uh, Evan, he's got so many great stories and and like, this is how, (laughs) this is how I knew, you know, I mean, I knew he was a great guest, but when we were done filming the show, we sat in his vehicle and we smoked a cigar and he let me keep on filming stuff, but I can't put that out. Like, he's like, (laughs) I'm like, I want this for me, you know? Hey, I got a question. Did, did he get you a picture in front of a giant tank? Cause I know two guys that did that. (laughs) I know two guys that did that. Two really, yeah, the, I, two really I was good honored guests. to have you guys on. You guys were the like it was a deal to put your faces out. Yeah, oh, thank you. You 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 uh, you cracked that that case. And, and I will let you know we're we're able to enter the gun museum again without uh, <laughs> being PPD'd up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. So Keith, I, uh, oh sorry, sorry, Charlie. No, I was just going to say the the video. I made a little quick video um, that I put out before before the episode came out and I had to go through frame by frame and put a little blob to cover both of your faces. It was a ton of work. <laughs> well, thank you. So Keith, uh, talk about the, uh, the Nighthawk. What's the status real quick update for us. So first of all, I'm a little embarrassed that I have been teasing this thing for as long as I've been teasing it. I love it. Don't, don't, don't. Feel and uh, well, I just feel bad. Cause Maybe like, you're lying. You didn't really buy it. You're just you're messing with everything. <laughs> I have a picture of it. Well, I mean, I guess it doesn't prove, doesn't anything. prove anything. I have an invoice. How's that? That's good. <laughs> um, so the current status is, um, I don't have an update. The last update that I had gotten was that one of their CNC machines had, uh, went down and, any milling or anything like that, gotcha. it kind of got jammed up. You, would you like me to call Mickey and put a and th- put a rush? Maybe. In? I mean, I, I mean, Frank has called his contact, and uh, <laughs> he, uh, Frank actually told me he put a bug in his ear this week. Yeah, it really was supposed to be here by now. I'd call um, Mickey. He'd be like, "Who are you?" Yeah, he probably would <laughs> no, he would not have no idea. Who I am. Be like, uh, "Well, if you tell him that uh, you're behind on your gun payment, maybe he'd yeah, come, come get you, <laughs> come get you." So but here's my optimism on it. Before you before you move on, my yeah. optimism is if I had ordered it brand new, I'd still be waiting for it. I'd That's probably fair. be like another year out. It's a nice way to look so at it. I'm trying to be optimistic. So man, we there's been some crazy stuff going on. Um, let's start off with this. Uh, Queen Elizabeth passed away. Yeah. And I want to start with this because I honestly don't give a shit. I, no, I, wait, let me, let me, let me get to that. Hold on. Let me get to that. Every time there's stuff with the royal family, like the royal wedding, like everyone's watching it. My wife is like, oh, you know, Meghan, Mar- Meghan Markle, is that even her name? Yep. I mean, yeah. And Merkel, I'm just like, I, I just don't care. I honestly don't care. And I don't mean like that in like a like an She's more popular way. than most of them. Yeah. I, I don't even mean that in an offensive way. I just mean like, I just don't care. Like it doesn't. Well, it's another country. And, you know, there are certainly two sides to every story, right? There are people that are, that do forget, you know, how the, you know, British Empire really, yeah. <laughs> you know, did some pretty bad things. Um, I mean, there there are allies, right? I mean, so yeah, I, there's as far as that goes. For yeah, sure. and we, I mean, listen, we actually many we, of us, you know, our country was 
formed from them. So I mean, yep. there's there's a tie there. I just yep. I just don't get the like whole the big thing with it. You know, what do you think, Charlie? I I'm with you. Like Jimmy crack corn, and I don't care. Like it doesn't. <laughs> Okay, so the queen died. Okay, great. Like, I mean, it's a big thing. I get it. I'm just sure, saying, like, I'm it's, not. It's a well, big deal. There I mean, will, there will probably never be in our lifetime or our kids' lifetime. There will never be another uh, reign that long. Seventy years. That's a long time. You know, she was 26, I think, when her father passed away. King Charles is 73. 70. Race, a seventy-three-year-old yeah. man finally gets a job and gets you know has to stop living at home. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then and then William, William mommy, William's forty, so he'll yeah. be you know sixty at best if yep. it's all things go well, maybe fifty. Yeah. Um, and I did read something interesting today. I saw an article in Daily News that there is an adopted Australian engineer who thinks he's King Charles and Queen Camilla's love child from the mid sixties. Huh. You know yeah, what I? It does resemble him. Uh, I read some interesting things. So the the coolest one. I just think it's this is cool. The queen owned a fast food restaurant. I think I, I did she not owned, know that. She owned a McDonald's, and but it, from what I understand, it wasn't a normal McDonald's. It was all like posh and decked out in like English, like oh. in leather leather couches. And, okay, but I, it's a high cool. end McDonald's. Maybe it's she a, liked Big Macs. I I like Big Macs. <laughs> You know what? I take it back. I'm sorry about the Queen's passing. We both like Big Macs. Oh, my God. And the other thing I thought was cool was that she she served in the military. She did. And there was cool pictures of her shooting rifles. And I read that she used to shoot trunks. Oh, yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah. So she was a cool chick. She rode horses. I am sorry that I made sort of a joke about it. I'm Um, sorry that she passed. I, 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 I I, I don't see what the purpose of a monarchy is anymore. Like, well, they don't really have any power. Right, um, they they like the prime, uh, they form the prime ministers. The, they, the prime minister is the one that has power in England. Yeah, but right. they appoint the prime minister. Like they sort of they sort of uh, they ask the prime minister to form a government in their name. I mean, clearly they have power. I don't think they have as much political power. No, right? They're right. supposed to be politically neutral. Right. I, I honestly oh, don't know much about their government. Uh, more than what we've just talked about. That's about as much. As yeah, I'm they're right. really a figurehead nowadays. I mean, that, that's a big thing that everybody's waiting to see what King this King Charles does now. You know, he has been saying pretty publicly for a long time that he wants to trim down the monarchy mm-hmm. and 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 cut some expenses. I mean, they are worth that oh. family billions. You know, it's funny you say that because you hear about the the sheiks and how much money they're worth. Oh. I, I don't know. I, I assume that they had a lot of money, obviously, but I don't know how much. Is it that? Is it that much? Yeah, I mean, I, there's been a couple articles that have come out since the Queen died on on how this inheritance works, and he doesn't have to pay tax on any of this, any of the inheritance. Okay. He basically inherits all his mom's stuff. William inherits all of his stuff. Okay. Kind of goes down the line. You know what I heard the other day that someone said was very interesting? I said, I don't understand what I started the show with. I I don't understand the big deal. And the person said to me, it's that they're sort of less political and more celebrity. And they said, and this is kind of comical. The person said to me, it's kind of like how like our people are obsessed with the Kardashians. Like, and I said, wait, so you're saying, you're saying the Kardashians are our Royal family. Like that's, that's bonkers. (laughs) Uh, well, here I it's just a pretty uh, simple-minded comment. Yeah, I just googled this here. Uh, King Charles now holds five hundred million in personal assets, with another forty-two billion. Yeah, that's crazy. Held number. in trust as a sovereign. It's nuts. It's uh, insane. Yeah. 
All right, so yeah. let's let's. So, uh, let's well, I think it, I'm a little shocked that the Kardashians are now considered royalty after well, all these years I, of the Kennedys. I, I, I think the comment royalty. was just that we have people that we sort of like, you know, goo goo gaga over, you know, and but for us, oh, sure. it's not royalty. It's these like Hollywood celebrities. So it, the point was sort of well taken. Um, so yeah. Um, in, as in the is, same vein, one of the one of the people I used to really. Uh, I guess I, I went through a stage where I really looked up to him was Arnold Schwarzenegger, because I mean let's let's take a look at this. He he's Mister Universe and Mister Bodybuilder and all that stuff. Um, grew up in poverty over in Austria. Um, moves to America. He I don't know if you guys know this. He was on an episode of uh, the Lucille Ball show. No, I did not. Know. I didn't know either. He, wow. He was he was on an episode. Yeah, he must have been um, young. He, he was he came in to give Lucille a massage, and I think Art Carney was her husband uh-huh. in this in this show. And Art Carney was like they didn't get along. They argued all the time, like married couples do. And uh, so she had this hot young buff Arnold Schwarzenegger come in and give her a massage, and he had a fit about it. <laughs> so I got I got right? Charlie. I got Keith over here looking at Versamax. So I want to talk about some gun news because he's got me. <laughs> He's buying a gun. He's buying a gun, literally, or bidding on a gun while I'm hosting a show. I'm like, would you stop it? Um, <laughs> I'm tr- I'm taking up show stuff here. The yeah. prince, the King Charles, is worth five forty two and a half billion dollars, and and Keith is buying guns. Good, yeah, maybe he can buy me this Versamax. I'm trying to run a show, and Keith's over here buying guns. It's ridiculous. Um, it is so, a gun show. It is that is true. So let's get to some gun news. So okay, gun Keith, news. I know you definitely wanted to talk about this, and yeah. me, me and Keith when we do the show we kind of like throw ideas into a pot and then like you know i pick a few and we whatever and we both had this in our in threw it in the pot and that was the uh this new thing with the credit cards right so visa and mastercard are now i read today specifically Express. they're changing the code Discover. that it's not going to be when you buy a gun or ammo it's not going to be sporting goods is not going to be the code it's not going to be a guns now, and ammo i'm, gonna, I'm gonna just gonna uh i'm just gonna help you a little bit there sure so those type of purchases before this happened were coded as general merchandise. Oh, see, I I read an article today that said it used to be sporting goods. Sporting goods is also a code. Right. And if you go to a large retailer like Walmart or Cabela's, it might fall under sporting goods. Gotcha. But if you bought it at a place like, and I, actually Walmart probably would have been general merchandise, actually. Uh, Cabela's would have been sporting goods. Right. But our local sporting <laughs> goods down the road would have... Throughway would have been sporting goods, like yeah. the, like where we live. Um, so, you know, there there are uh, thousands of codes um, they've, the vast majority of them, you know, I'm reading things in, in news articles like, well, you, you know, there are things for hair salons and why should this be any different? And the reality is, is a hair salon is vastly different than a, than a firearm, number one. And number two, okay, we're, we're going to code these things as firearm purchases. They're not going to be able to tell whether or not I bought five thousand dollars worth of two two three or five thousand dollars worth of FUD twelve gauge, yeah, you're still my thunder right now. Keep going. <laughs> oh, all right, no, I'm no, sorry. You're, you're good. I, so, uh, or or a really nice firearm, like, so, like a Nighthawk. They're my, not even going <laughs> to. Charlie, when you first heard this, safe. No, Char- Charlie, when you first heard this, did it? Fr- you too, Keith. Did it at first kind of get you like, oh, like they're 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 back at it again? Like, so at first I was a little up in arms, Still a little numb. And well, it's not compared to what up where else we're dealing with, I guess. Yeah. But so where I want to go, where I'm going with this is, uh, if you read sort of the media and uh, the Democrats, they're touting it as this 
win this win yeah but i i read a thing today it was actually a really good article um where visa actually came out and said something to the effect of i'm sorry but i don't think this is, works the way you guys that are touting this as a win think it is it, absolutely we, to, to charlie's point we, we can't tell you how much they're buying we can't tell you what that we can just say it's a they, general code everything i'm reading is saying how the responsibility is going to fall on on these uh and i don't want to say everything there's a couple things out there that about with banks but that's who's really going to be responsible is your financial institution right all these credit card companies are going to say a dollar amount and a code <laughs> right you know, it, so i think the, the the you know the thing that i want to kind of hammer home here is <sighs> Why does everything have to be this sort of politicized, like win? Like we we got another win. First off, this isn't even a win, but it's like, it's like they almost like they they, they have to sell it as that. So it's like you know, look at what we're doing to stop. I don't know, you know, gun, gun violence. Gun violence, right? That's, that's what it's we're under. Stopping, we're stopping gun violence, and we need more money because we're winning, and we're we're finding out what people are buying, which sort of it's an invasion here, of privacy. Here's something else too to keep in mind, everyone. It's not just credit card sales. It's anything you swipe, mm-hmm. right. debit card, right? It has a Visa, Mastercard, yeah. Discover, Amex. But again, it's not, it doesn't matter though. It's like whatever. I mean, well, you know, first of all, I think it's just going to force a lot of people to purchase things in cash. You know, yeah. I think it that's is. Be yeah, one thing. but but again, if now, I go to the store and I buy ten thousand rounds of ammo, and all it says is ammo purchase, it doesn't affect me. Well, mm-hmm. who knows? Because we don't know what these financial institutions are going to do with that information. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate on on something here that sure. I, that I read. That after I read it, I kind of was like, well, this is a really tough one to argue, okay? The Vegas Music Festival shooting, okay? Yep. It was used as an example. Prior to the shooting, he spent $90,000 on in credit cards. He had over six new credit cards in the months prior to the shooting. 12 days prior to the shooting, he spent on credit cards $26,000. Before all that... His average was a reported one and a half thousand dollars a month, so fifteen hundred dollars a month. It's hard to argue that that's not suspicious, and that's not something that could have been maybe. So what you're maybe, saying maybe is warranted a visit. I don't know what you're saying is even under this new code, if all of a sudden they showed someone spent twenty thousand dollars on guns and ammo code, that would be. I mean, that would be well, suspicious. Th- that, for is, anybody. I, that is suspicious. But I, the problem I have that is, is what's been undefined. We don't know what the dollar amount is. We don't know how they're right. going to handle this. That's the problem I have. Is we all know this is this is the typical thing we talk about in the gun community. Is the other side thinks a thousand rounds is a lot of ammo. So you know what I mean. So <laughs> yes. like, what's what is a suspicious? I mean, Keith's about to buy a gun right now. I mean, like you know, like yeah. what's suspicious? I mean, is buying a gun at nine o'clock at night uh, while you're hosting a show weird yeah i think it's weird but i mean (laughs) (laughs) but it's my right (laughs) but it's your right yeah (laughs) and i'm not a criminal like you know what i mean well you actually are you're a law-abiding criminal i'm a law-abiding criminal we've established we've established that i I, uh, charlie i was gonna let you say something i'm sorry no no keep going keep going um i i do think you're hitting the nail on the head here in thank you it's it's really what the issue is is that i don't really think they understand what it what this hobby costs if you're really in it and and you're and i don't even want to call it a hobby i mean i guess that's it, it could, could be a be, hobby for some it could be a lifestyle for i others, mean whatever I, sure and i and i think there's different avenues to that and i think you and i fall into different avenues sometimes we're doing this as a hobby sometimes we're doing this as advocacy sometimes we're doing it because it's our god-given right yep. you know but i mean when we do to a uspsa match i mean if you buy match grade ammo you could spend a thousand dollars in a weekend easy 
I mean, uh, <sighs> it's so my my deal is this, uh, and I I don't know who did this, but there was a comedian that used to do the skit, and it was called uh, the Slippery Slope Guy, or Mister Mister Slippery Slope, or something like this. So if if we're gonna say okay, well they're gonna they're gonna keep track of how much money we we spend at gun stores, when is it gonna turn into um, hey, listen, you, you, you bought too much, uh, you bought too many sugary sweets, yeah. right? You, yeah. You're having a kid's birthday party yep. and you need, you know, you need, f- uh, six things of, uh, six things of ice cream and you're I mean, buying candy and yeah. you got to get a cake. And, and now they're going to say, well, you're, you're eating too many sugary goods. Um, you're buying too much soda because you're having a uh, Super Bowl party. Um, like where, where does it end? And if, if, if our purchase isn't approved by the powers that be, then like, how, how, how can we buy this? How can they you know, if you buy a car with a credit card or have to get a loan for a credit card, well, you know what, this is, this isn't, you're spending too much money for that car. We're not going to give you that money. I mean, Charlie, not for nothing, but these things already happen. I mean, you know, New York city, you can't, you can't buy there's, right, so, the there's soda laws, right? Yeah. There's, I mean, Sized, uh, yeah. uh, volume. There, I, I wanted to buy some cryptocurrency. I, I wanted to buy like a hundred dollars worth of like a real like long shot crypto just, just for like, it was gambling to me mm-hmm. and I couldn't do it in New York. And I was like, wait, because I have like, it's gambling. I have this inside, <laughs> like sort of like I had like an early, it was like a real, like, I was really early. Like I kind of had read something really early and I would have made a lot of money. You got an inside and, tip. And I could, just I, the tip, just the tip, just the tip. I got just, just a tip. But I, I, I couldn't buy it because I'm in New York. And I asked a friend of mine, I'm like, why won't they let me buy it? Why do they care? It's my money. And he goes, well, they're trying to protect you from a, from a possible scammy. I'm like, it's my money. If I want to get scammed, let it happen. Well, you don't want to get scammed. But if you do. Well, if I want to roll the dice, I could be a scam. Yeah. It, uh, I don't know if it was Jefferson or Franklin, but, you know, it's living dangerously, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I choose a dangerous freedom over. Um, yeah. Oh my God, whatever. whatever over a straitjacket? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, right? Like, I would, I would much rather be free than than a, I mean, I, like, I'd much rather be free than. Isn't it Virginia? I limited. think where I think it's Virginia, where like if you have one car versus two cars versus you have two cars in a boat they start taxing you on it's yeah. like a luxury tax yeah. right yeah. like to me that's the same thing it's like so wait because i have money and i want to buy cool stuff like i have to pay you more money like that's crazy well, I, yeah I, the other thing that i have on this back on this code thing is there is some discussion about could this code be used to circumvent the restriction against creating uh, a gun registry Gun owner registry how so i'm not following so everyone who has this code obviously has Owns a gun. Probably. Yeah. Listen, if you're buying uh if you're buying you two two three ammo, that means you've got a gun that shoots two two three ammo. Right. Gun owner registry. Right. right? Maybe maybe. But the code is the, is too everything generic. Everything all, all these things are about loopholes, right? But the code is too generic for that. If all it says is he bought guns and ammo, that code is guns and ammo. It doesn't say two two three. It doesn't say bought ten guns. It could have been a, no, a backpack, but it, but, right? But, but I don't think it's a far leap when you're talking about the intent of the code is to be able to detect unusual patterns. So if the intent or the intent is to detect unusual patterns, you're trying to detect unusual patterns for people who own guns, right? And yes. You know what I'm saying? So, I, so it, it's sort of like for me the bigger loosely. the the bigger problem for me or not it's not a problem, but and maybe this is a good thing. But if it were used, and I'm trying to be optimistic, if it were used in the right way, it would be for like the Vegas shooter where like someone spends 
yeah, a but, ludicrous amount. But what's, what's the, the ludicrous, ludicrous amount? amount? Right. I mean, when I read the Vegas that those stats, I'm like, that's a ludicrous right. amount. But maybe there's someone out there that's but, got a lot of money. It's like, not for me. I, I'm a collector and I, I well, buy. He, I mean, it's relative. He was a pretty wealthy guy, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Like, he was okay. Ish. Account, Ish. A CPA I, I, or something. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, he was retired. He had a few million bucks in assets. Like, he wasn't a poor guy, you yeah. know? So. Right. So, Charlie, this next one, I cannot wait to I cannot wait to talk about this topic with we're you. On, we're on, done with this one? Yeah, I, I think we're done with this one. Let me just look at my notes real quick, make sure there was nothing else I wanted to talk about that. Uh, the only other thing I guess I really wanted to say is everyone keep, keep an eye out on this and really understand how your primary financial institution is going to handle this. You should be asking questions. You should be keeping an eye out. What would you ask? Um, I would uh, I would wait until it gets settled and 100% approved. It's like still in preliminary phases. It's you're saying pretty- like if I have a Visa card, I should ask Visa. Is that what you're saying? Well, I think Visa is going to tell you to go to the go to the the the, mer- the merchant. The per- I'm not the merchant. The the person who is processing it. Your bank, bank? Okay. right? Like you have a Chase Visa card or a Bank of America Visa card, you or, or you go to okay. them. And I would say, hey, you know, with this new. Uh, gun coding. I, I want to understand how, in what circumstances are you going to be using this information, and how are you going to be using it? Right. You know, uh, are they going to be giving your information to law enforcement every single time this code comes up, or is it going to be a particular pattern? Pattern. Yeah. Of mm-hmm. course, then they're going to be like, "Those guys asking a lot of questions. We should report him right now." I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. I, I, I think there, I think it takes a set of balls to do it, but I yeah. think it's within your right to know because I'm sure there's going to be some financial institution that's going to say we won't comply with this or we're not going to do yeah. anything with it, you know. But then the liability is going to be on them, and I think that's the other part of this this uh, this code is to find a place to put liability to a point where these financial institutions say the risk is too high. I'm not going to allow these type of transactions. And that's another thing that these codes can be used for. You can block codes, you know, from being being transacted. Gotcha. So if if the risk is too high, like these financial institutions, like a small community bank, and if they're the risk is that they're going to get li- they're going to be liable for somebody that used their card to make a purchase with a of a firearm and they didn't alert the authorities, could they be liable? That risk is too high. Maybe I'm just not going to allow my customers to use that code. Okay. All right. So I've got a couple. uh, Well, certainly one thing. Uh, And Keith, I think you're more geared to answer this. I remember hearing in 2020 when all the nonsense was going on that in order to open up a credit card, I'm sorry, in order to open up a credit union, it only takes $25,000 of of, uh, either cash or capital. I can't remember which one. But I've actually like I was telling someone this earlier today because somebody asked me about the credit card thing. And I said, hey, if I had 25 grand and I knew how to do this, maybe I would open up my own uh, credit union and cater to the the pro Second Amendment people. It, I mean, it's a good thought. I don't know the exact dollar amounts. Uh, but for you might that still have to abide by these rules. or is this Well, that's what I was just going to say. You know, the cost to be compliant um, with all of the rules and regulation, like, um, you know, uh, let me just, I'm trying to give a, a quick example that everyone would understand easily. Um, fraud, for example, you know, like we've all been in those situations where probably in our lifetime, we've had some sort of fraud on our, our banking accounts. If, if you have this credit union and, and you've created it and there is fraud, you have to be able to make that person whole. And I don't think right. you can waive those rights. Like, I don't think you could say the, 25 people put up a thousand bucks and, and 
the 25 of you waive your rights from that fraud, maybe at the small level like that, Charlie, but it's worth looking into a little right, bit. Right, well, there's like, there's insurances and stuff like that. In well, case that, of, right, there's all that too, but you could be digital. Like, I guess that can, you could save yeah. some money there and, and, but you need online banking. Like, think of the conveniences that you would have that you have today, Charlie, that like, how would you support that? A debit card, online banking, right? Like mm. all of those things that you enjoy today at whatever financial institution you use, how would you provide that? Yeah. So yeah, can, I don't know. can we talk about social trends for a minute? All right. Cause this one is crazy. So huh. I was, I was like poking around the internet. I was buying like, firearms while you're recording a podcast. <laughs> is not a social trend. I mean, maybe in our circles, <laughs> it might be in our circles. I, I did open up Gun Broker while Keith was talking. Yes, like you just started a thing. <laughs> he is such a trendsetter. Yeah, he really is. So I'm looking through like you know just the interwebs and just like looking for like interesting stuff, and I come across it was actually on TMZ. I actually have a link in the in the show notes to this actual this part. Just Google this for me. There's this new thing called toilet selfies. Just Google toilet I, I, selfies. I just don't know why. I, well, I, so I that's why I wanted to talk about this. So this is bonkers to me, right? So. I don't understand it, but the big one is the celebrities are getting into this. So there's celebrity yeah, I, toilet selfies and I, they're crazy. Like age, my, my wife's a big Backstreet Boys fan. I'm has like, anyone shown the log yet? Has anyone like actually shown the duty? This, that's Jason Biggs. That one right there. Down. Oh. You know, Jason Biggs from, uh, was it uh, American Pie? Pie. Like, look, it's freaking ridiculous. That's his wife? I don't know who that is. Well, it must be his wife. I hope it's <laughs> I hope so. Um, but so not only is it just why, but like, like, okay, are we just like old and like fuddy and like we just so like like are there things? I mean, I guess it's kind of funny. It's but funny, right? So like maybe maybe I'm missing the the humor of it. I'm tr- I'm trying to look at this from all angles. Right. So I have. Um, Tell me you've done uh, it, Charlie. I have not. I mean, not not before a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> so this is. Um, this is in in the same vein. I have uh, one of my longest friends, and I don't call her my my oldest friend. I call her my longest friend because I've known her since we were in, in like fourth grade. Um, she's a lesbian. She came up to visit. I actually became an ordained minister so I could officiate her wedding. I think I remember you telling and, me this story. Yeah, and she and her wife came out to visit me a couple weekends ago. And, you know, we're out to eat and, you know, restaurants and having drinks and stuff. And so I asked, I asked them. I said, okay. Women go to the bathroom together. (laughs) So do they do this because they're women or do they do this because they're partners? And do they do it? Do they go to the bathroom in front of each other at their house at home? (laughs) Like, because there's a like, I don't when I was married, there was no way I was. I did not want to use the bathroom for a number one or a number two. Um when my wife was in the room and I didn't want to be in the bathroom when she was doing that either. Right? I try we to pretend up, my wife you know, doesn't we, do We bought a house two. with separate bathrooms, yeah. so it wasn't an issue, but I don't want to, I don't want to be around for that for even when I had a, had a spouse. Yeah. Well, what I find, we, so I was trying to think of this. I'm like, all right, so like to put in perspective and I, and maybe you guys can come up with a better one, but I'm like at one point, uh, the whole Ed Sullivan show where they, they wouldn't show Elvis's hips. Right. Because that wasn't dancing. That was like sexual. Like in their eyes, it was sexualized and like everything sort of runs. People couldn't handle that. Yeah. People couldn't handle. So like maybe I just can't handle celebrity toilet selfies. Well, I I found one with duty in the toilet. I don't. She's not a celebrity. Oh, my. I don't know who that even is, but I guess it doesn't have to be a celebrity. But so 
is it is it is it comedic? Maybe maybe you hit the nail on the head, Keith. Is it is it comedy? No, you don't think so, Charlie? It's, I don't think so. I'm looking at some of these on uh, Instagram. I think it's oh my god, toilet selfies life. And I, I do want to say that it really seems like women only pull their pants down to their knees when they go to the bathroom. <laughs> that is yeah. true. A lot of them do, that. <laughs> right? Well, but, we have well, to get, I don't we, want it we to have, touch the floor. And <laughs> also, we also have to kind of make some more room. Our knees have to spread a little more. Exactly. Exactly. That's true. You don't have to, we don't have to explain it to us. But when I am it. in a public bathroom, I do try not to go too far down my knees. I don't want my like pants and stuff to hit the floor. This is getting. Oh, of course. But you still got to keep your legs spread. I I don't, I don't want to see how people sit on the toilet and like, there's a couple people that have their pants on and their clothes on. And I'm like, okay, they're just doing this to be cool. But people that actually have their pants down, I I don't, my wife is, my wife is a big, um, uh, Backstreet Boys fan. Yeah. And there's the guy, AJ. I I only know because she just said this yesterday, but his came up. It's in the show. Now you can look at these photos. And his was, it was actually was pretty funny because it's him, but you know, he had to cover up the, Junk. the parts, right? Yeah. And so he has a coffee mug. He's got the mug on his <laughs> So that was actually kind of funny, I that thought. That just seems unsanitary though. Does he drink in the coffee I, after I, that? You I know. don't know. I mean, it, it's a weird, it is a weird social thing that I didn't know existed. And now that I do, I wish I didn't. I have not seen one toilet selfie with baby wipes in the background. And I don't know how you do this without baby wipes. <laughs> I don't know. I... I, I I, uh, Am I so? I'm, all right, hold on. I'm going to give each of you a chance. Can you think of another thing that back in the day was like, what the heck? Like a, a similar scenario that now we're like, oh, that's just normal. I can't think of one. Like, all I could think of was was Elvis shaking his hips. That's all I could think of. But like, there's got to be something, right? I'm sure. I'm sure there is. I I've I have said to somebody that all of all of the stuff that we have is is. It could have been very well because of Elvis the pelvis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, listen, I mean, it really could be. Like, I went and, to and a little kid's party where they had, you know, like the emojis and there's the poop emoji. The whole party was a poop emoji party. And I'm like, that's uh, so tacky and terrible. But like, hey, it's it's the new world, you know, potty humor. I may, guess may, maybe the whole movement is just like it's no big movement. deal. Movement. <laughs> <laughs> you caught that up. Thank you, Charlie. The toilet selfie movement. Uh, maybe it's just like it's no big deal. We all poop. I just don't know. Yeah, I, I don't get it, and it's bothering me that I don't understand it. Like again, maybe you're right. Maybe it's supposed to be funny. Yeah, I think it's supposed I, to be I, funny. I, okay, uh, we all know, poop. Things that are supposed to be funny have to like have to make people laugh, and I May- seeing people on the toilet doesn't make me laugh it makes me gross but you know how sometimes we we talk about like oh he j- he puts his pants on one leg at a time just like us maybe, maybe it's like that you know i don't know we, we all poop and uh maybe we can know. blame this particular movement on the, <laughs> the person that wrote the book everybody poops everybody yeah. poops right so what I, is I get that everybody what does you, it what does I the get color it, of your I, poop like, tell you you know you don't when you're when you're romantically involved with someone, you know, in the early stages, you don't want to think about them pooping and farting and peeing. You don't. No, like you know, you, we know it's funny. This is a true story. When I was um, a, a, a single dating guy, I had a small two bedroom condo, like 800 square feet. And the bathroom and the living room were like, I mean, it was, the bathroom was right outside the living room. And sometimes I would like, you know, have a, I'd have a date and be like a first date and be like, hey, like, you know, we want to go back to my place, get a drink, whatever. We go back to my place and I'd like go and to the bathroom. And you'd saran wrap the toilet. <laughs> That'd be terrible. <laughs> it's evil. Man, what kind of date were you? Horrible human being. 
No, oh but I like God. we would go to dinner and I would go to the bathroom and be like, oh no, I have to make a really <laughs> I left a steaming pile. No, like loud, <laughs> like loud, and like you know they could hear all of it. And it was like shit. I just ruined this whole well, thing. Well, if they're still there when you come out, you got a chance. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I never thought of it that way, but you're right. They didn't oh all run. They didn't I, all run. I had, a weekend, I had a weekend away with a girlfriend a few years ago, and I didn't know this, but we were, you know, we may have been drinking, and she went into the bathroom and she put the faucet on. That's, that's like, why. That, that's why. That's a good oh move. Oh, my God. I, I did that. I, yeah. Like, I, I'm like, I, I didn't know this move existed. It's yeah. a smart move. I told, I told one of my female friends, she's like, you had, you had no idea that's what the water was for? I'm like, I, I was without a clue. Let me tell you, you don't know the pressures of having to make a loud one and like a girl outside the door and being like, please, God, Listen, you, start, you, you find God real quick. In my experience, when you tried to make a loud one not loud, it only gets louder and longer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move off of the potty humor. Um, so I mentioned my wife and the whole uh, Backstreet Boys thing. So when I was talk, we were talking about this, she actually brought up a good gun question. Okay. So we were talking about the whole New York law and how crazy it is. And, and she was like, I can't believe this. Like, I just can't believe it. And she said, let me ask you a question as someone who's like really into the community and stuff. She said, if not, he, not in Charlie's eyes, we're not, you know, yeah, I know everybody. Now, now that you guys are talking about poop selfies, <laughs> toilet selfies. I thought the toilet selfie was just the selfie that people took in the mirror. I didn't know they actually did it. No, it's a real, you got to Google it, Charlie. Are you Googling it? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I did. Yeah. So, all right. So I want you to think about don't because your automatic reaction is going to be to like like everywhere. She so she posed this question: If it was legal, like if 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 you could write the law, it's legal to carry any place, anytime you want. Okay. She said, "Are there times or I want to go to this hypothetical world? Are there times <laughs> or places where you would opt not to?" And I was like. Well, I can tell you right now, I was like, I would 100% like going to the post office to mail a letter. Like right now you can. I'm like, I 100% would. There'd be no reason not to, right? But, and she was like, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, I carry everywhere. And I was like, no, I was honestly, I can tell you that there'd be places and times that I wouldn't. And she's like, well, what are they? And so I'll give you one example. I was like, I, there's no way I'm carrying at the beach. If I'm going mm. to the beach, I want to just go to the beach. I don't want to have to be like, I got my bag with my gun in it. And when I go to the water, I it's waterproof. I carry it with, like, I'm not doing all that. Like, you put it in a Ziploc bag. You're yeah, all set. That's right. Put it in your trunks. <laughs> Appendix. Right. You're supposed to put the gun in the front of your swimsuit, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, Keith, is there? A, can you think of a place or a time you wouldn't? So I, I, I have a few, by the way. I'm think, There's a couple that I, I instantly thought of, like, you know, even today, well, not New York anymore. If you go anywhere that serves alcohol, you're not you're banned from it. But prior to that, technically, you could carry in in a bar. Um, yeah, and there I'm were drink, often, if I'm drinking, I don't. Right. There's often times where I wouldn't, but that's mainly because I'm fearful of the liability of ever having to use same, it and same. have had a few drinks. But if that liability wasn't there, I mean, I, I think I could shoot well even after having a few beers. I don't think I'd have a problem I, with that. See, I, I, I don't know if I agree with that. I wouldn't make a poor judgment. I wouldn't use... The judgment of using it in self-defense wouldn't change, in my opinion. Obviously. But I'm also not a drunk. I don't yeah. like... Obviously, you know, if you, had, really you, like you wouldn't have 20 drinks and... and I, 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 that's just not me. Yeah. I just don't do that. You're saying, like, yeah. if I had one... But a I few, try, yeah, yeah, maybe. You I know, try I'm to a big just, guy. as a general rule, if I'm drinking, I'm not carrying. I agree, but I'm trying to give it in this hypothetical world. Like, if, you would though. I'm saying, where wouldn't you? 
I probably still wouldn't. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Charlie, what about you? I uh, I don't go to the beach, so the, the <laughs> beach is an happening. issue. You're not allowed to say I would I would carry everywhere. That's not that's not even real. Come on. Um, I I guess if I if I knew if I was going so my deal with uh with going to restaurants is this. Um, in Massachusetts, there's no legal limit for drinking and carrying. Oh, so it's not point oh eight like in Utah, and it's not if you like point oh four if you have a CDL. It's you're not you operating a motor vehicle. <laughs> Right. You're you can't be drunk and carrying. OK. And it's it's flat out. You can't be drunk. And this goes back to uh, back to the credit card issue. How much is too much? Well, mm. if you don't drink and you have a shot of Jägermeister, you're going to get drunk. Might be too um, much. You know, and if you drink whiskey on a regular basis, you can have a couple of whiskeys and still be OK. okay. But wait, so, Charlie, I'm going to stop you for a second. Hold on. So. I, I don't mean to cut you off, but like Keith hit the bar thing. I kind of like there's definitely a place. But. Think, really think about this. There's got to be a place, and Keith, you as well, there's got to be some places where like, yeah, that's just not going to, I can't carry. I'll give you another example. I was, right. the, the other one I said to her, I was like, I'm going to Great Adventure. There's no way I'm going on roller coasters and I'm carrying a gun. You're going upside down. You might dry, it might fall out of your, it just, it seems way too dicey of a thing to do, right? I don't know. I like that wasn't what I was thinking. No, you weren't thinking. But now that I say it, would you would you want to go on a roller coaster upside down? I worry about my keys falling out, let alone a freaking gun. Right. Right. You might need a new holster, dude. No, yeah, I agree I with mean, Charlie there. I maybe one with the retention. Maybe one with retention. I right. agree with Charlie on that. I don't think mine would come out upside down. There's no way I'm going to great event. Can you shake me upside down right now and see if it'll come out? <laughs> I, mean, I can't lift you. Are you kidding? <laughs> this is what I'm missing by not being in studio. Yeah. There's no way I'm shaking Keith upside down. I, I'm really having a hard time thinking of a pl- place that, you know, if I'm allowed to carry it everywhere, where would I cho- just automatically I'll give you another one. Not to if I, oh, this is not really a good one, I guess. But like if I'm going somewhere with my kids and we're going to be like on a playground, and I'm going to be going down slides with them or or play, like I might See, not want to go. I've done that before. I just Before you know, it was illegal in New York. I, now you know it's it illegal is? to carry a gun anywhere children gather. Yeah. I just, I don't like, <laughs> so for me and, and. I call bullshit on anyone who says the opposite of what I'm about to say. Carrying a gun <laughs> is not comfortable. I hate when people are like, oh, it's like I don't even know what's on. Bullshit. Bullshit. You always know a gun is on you. It's I not agree. comfortable. I, I agree with that, but you can... You can you make can, it better. You can make it better. I agree, but I'm saying it is not comfortable is what I'm saying. So right. there are just times, truthfully, that I just don't want to carry. I'm like, I don't... I just don't feel I, I mean, like that's it. happened, and, and I think that's probably more plausible in this hypothetical than, right. than that. But. So, like, with that said, I don't know, like... Great adventure they get. They put that 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 harness over you, and it pushes down on your appendix, and now you got this gun jamming into you. I'm like, fuck that. Like, I don't. I just would rather just ride roller coasters and not worry about it. <laughs> I, I I get that you wouldn't want to go through the hassle. Yeah, for sure. Right, but that's what I'm saying. There's got to be. So if if someone's out there listening. I want you to chime in, DM us on Instagram, Did, and where, where are the places you would not want to or would choose not Charlie, to? did you think of one? <sighs> no, you, I mean, Mike's I come up with shit. good places. I like, think you guys are full of shit on this. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I have, I did, I have carried at concerts before. That's a, that's um, a legit. I got, ca- I got caught at a concert, you know, carrying knives and guns. And it was, it was one of these things where they, they were wanding us. And that's so awkward. I took out my keys and they wanded me. And then I took out change and then they wanded me and I took out my first knife and then they wanted me and I took up my second knife and I'm like, all I have left are speed strips with ammo. 
So they wanted me again. And I said, look, um, I've got a license to carry and, and I'm currently doing so. And the lady's like, what? And I'm like, I have a gun on me. And she called the cops over and the cops are like, are you a police officer? I'm like, no. <laughs> so I'm like, you can't carry a gun in here. So I had to walk back to the car and put the guns away. I can't believe you tried. Good for you. Dude, I went to go see Kid Rock two weeks, two or three weeks ago with my son. And you had a gun we were on at the, the outdoor uh, the outdoor venue in Massachusetts. Um and I, I left my gun in the car and I left my knives in the car, but I forgot to take out my speed strips of ammo. Mm-hmm. And I, sh- I like, I ended up just showing the lady and she just looked at it and let me go. Wow. <laughs> and then, then we had some issues with our tickets and then we had to go back out and get re, uh, you know, go through the scanner again. And, um, I just ended up, uh, putting the ammo underneath my, my phone and, you know, held them so they couldn't see it. And okay. they, they wanted me and let me right through. So, hey, you know, what you know, what place I gave my wife? I was like, I would not possibly not carry. This is a possible. So I, I might. But you're going to be shocked at this one. And I would never go here, by the way. So it would ne- this would never even be a, a thing. I think if I was in like Times Square, like nuts to butts, I think I might not carry. Oh, that's man. a weird that's a weird one, though, because like I might want to carry. But I also like, man, that many people around like, oh, man. Someone grabs it off of you. Like, I, I mean, don't know. something goes down in a situation like that, you know, unless you are in the, let's call it. Dude, unless you're John Wick. Yeah, well, that yeah. for sure. But I was going to say like more of a distance. Like, let's say you're like, unless you're within a hundred feet of what's going on, you're running, right? You're getting out of there. <clears throat> I mean, I, mean I, I, I don't personally really think that it, given this is where we are today, I want to try to be any hero other than no. protecting myself or my family. Well, no, and but that's my point. Let's say a guy like starts messing with you, but I mean, you're starting like thousands of people. Like, what are you gonna? You're gonna start shooting? Like, I mean, you're gonna want to be no, innocent. You, well, it's a bad you can't. Situation. You know, anybody a, who shoots guns knows you can't just start flinging bullets. And right. They, so they my that's my point just, is it just doesn't seem like feasible in terms of like like what am I gonna do? I'm just gonna start hitting innocents. You know, it just seems bad. So this I. I I've thought about this before. I've thought about, you know, I, I, I'm old school. I will admit that I carry a J frame and I carry two speed strips with four rounds in each other. And, um, I thought about this, not that I think about it, but it's certainly approached my mind is if I was in a situation and there were a lot of bad guys, they realize that eventually I'm going to run out of ammunition. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. You You know, and you can't, I mean, even with the semi-auto and the, and a so-called high cap magazine, you're going to run out of ammunition. And if you're in a crowd and there's 50 people that are in a gang fight or something, um, you're, you don't have enough ammo. Yeah. And no, that's, that was my you're, point. You're, yeah. You're yeah your gun's going to turn into a bludgeoning tool. Exactly. And, um, you know, you're going to get your ass beat by some, by 28 guys. Yeah. So Charlie, listen, we got 10 minutes left Yeah, I want to bring and I want else. Keith to, I want kill Keith wants to talk pillow talk. <laughs> oh my <laughs> so i i had seen a couple things over the last couple of days in um uh in some news reports that uh the the my pillow gentleman mike mike uh lindell had his cell phone taken away and i kind of just like brushed over it because i i was just like ah that guy's crazy of course he got his cell phone taken away but then i was talking with our buddy Frank, and he was like, he made a joke that kind of went over my head at first because I didn't read the articles all the way. And it was something like, oh, I'm doing great as long as I'm not at Hardee's and getting my cell phone taken away. And I was like, oh, is that what happened? 
So apparently he's pulls into a Hardee's to get a hamburger and uh, the FBI surrounds him, <laughs> takes away his cell phone and then lets him go, lets him move on his way. Is that allowed? Like when you told me this, I was like, I don't even understand what you're saying to me right now. It was such it's such a weird like they just rolled up and were like, they, give me yeah, your they cell rolled phone. up and took his cell phone and he gave it to him. That's the story I'm getting. I was hoping that one of the two of you had seen. I had not seen it. More it, of this. I did. I did see a meme that said, you know, when you're uh, when you raid, I think it was when you raid, you know, Mike Lindell's house and everyone's got like instead of having guns they got like pillows or something I, I didn't get what was going on. <laughs> so I'm trying to find Keith, something so first of you were you were talking about Mike Lindell and you were saying so we were talking before the show yeah. like first off he's a little bit of like a kooky guy yeah so I really didn't pay much attention to the news articles just because I feel like he's just a little bit you know too far on that on that side for me um, listen, I'm not, I like a good conspiracy theory like anybody. I'm not saying I buy them all, but you know, I like to hear, think about them every once in a while. I just, I, I just didn't really pay much attention because of who he is. Okay. Yeah. He had this meeting at the white house with Trump and I, that's kind of cool. Like I wish I had done that too, but I just, I didn't really give it much thought that he had his cell phone taken away. I just was like, all right, whatever. He probably said something he shouldn't have. <laughs> okay, so I, I just pulled up an article here from CBS News, and he was served a federal subpoena. Oh, they did serve him. Okay, okay. So, so if so, he's getting served, then he should definitely... Yep. Uh, I hate saying he should definitely turn it in, but uh, it's not going to go well if he doesn't turn it in. But, I, yeah. but so I, I'm a little con, a little confused. So he's under subpoena for something. I don't know what. Can you look up what that is, Keith, on the board? What the um, subpoena is? Yeah. So he's so. What does that mean? They they rolled up and they're like, "We need your phone because you're being subpoenaed." But like, well, while I'm, I mean, you can read this right here. This is his quote. So let's see. A car pulled perpendicular in front of me. Another one to my right. Another one came up behind me. All different kinds of cars. Lindell said. I opened the door. I said, "Who are you people?" And they said, "We're the FBI." Someone should have told him you can't say you people. That's not okay. So, 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 but, but so they said we're the FBI, and then according to Keith, uh, they they were they like, go. they were like, give us your phone and buy your Big Mac and move on. And they're well, like, it was Hardee's, not McDonald's. Oh come on, Sorry. you can't get a Big Mac at Hardee's. That's right. I miss the Hardee's. You get bus. a you get a square burger at Hardee's. I was stuck on the Queens McDonald's, so. I thought McDonald's. I thought Big Mac. Uh, let's see. I just I, I I don't understand I, how they just rolled up, took his phone, and were like, "Go buy your burger and be done." Like that's weird. Am I wrong? I think that's really weird. <laughs> it's it's definitely weird. I mean, a a grand jury subpoena for the contents of his phone. Okay. As part of an investigation into the Colorado election security breach. Okay, so I but I guess the part that's weird for me is that they just took his phone and let him buy a burger. That that part's weird. Yeah, well, why wouldn't they arrest him? Why, but right. that's why exactly they bring my him point. In? Right. Like you think they would say, Mr. Lindell, you need to come with us, and they'd put him in the car. Instead, they were like, just give us your phone and you can buy a burger. Maybe we don't understand our rights. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean actually, maybe they're just the coolest FBI agents ever. They were like, listen, just let the guy get a burger. Yeah, let they're him like, get he's going to prison. Let him get a burger. Right. Right. I mean, he sells listen, pills. he's gonna eat beforehand, right? I've never eaten at a Hardy's before. <laughs> no, they, I really haven't. They I've probably never. said something like, listen, this guy sells pillows. He's a little crazy. All we need is a cell phone. Let him move on. <laughs> hey, by the way, have you? I, I don't never really paid attention to him. He looks a little like Ron Burgundy. 
Am I right? Like Google, Google, get a good. No, I don't need to Google it. You're right. Right. I, so I will admit, I bought his book a couple of years ago. Ron Burgundy's. What? I, I, what? Ron Burgundy's. No. Who? No, Mike Lindell has a book. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. And and I bought his book, and this guy had a serious drug problem. Oh, really? He knew how to count cards. He would go out to different casinos in Vegas and in, and in Minnesota and stuff, and he would go count cards. And and he 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 would he would gamble. He owned a bar, and he was a party lunatic and drinking and and cocaine and everything. And um, part of uh, how he funded my pillow was by gambling. Like he would take, you know, he would take all the money he had and and spend a weekend in Vegas and he would be awake for, you know, two or three days and gamble and fly back to Minnesota and put that money into his business. I tried, I tried to fund my pillow empire on uh, cryptocurrency gambling and New York would let me. (laughs) Wouldn't let you do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you got to go to Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess it seems like it all has to do with that, uh, uh, that incident that was uh, related to those Colorado voting machines being tampered with. So it looks mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know. I mean, does he have something to do with that? Uh, Man, it's I an interesting know. one, but All right, I, well, I, I, I think, uh, you know, we've pretty much exhausted the pillow talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so listen, Charlie, we are basically at the end of our uh, rope here, but I want to give you the last word as our guest. So at uh, the end of our rope in New York and these gun laws. Yeah, for sure. exactly. Um, so if there's anything that you want to add or is there anything you want to kind of put out there? You have the well, mic. For, first of all, I, I'm, I'm glad you guys asked me to be back on, and I I really can't wait to come down and do this in the studio sometime. Yeah, we need to make that happen. Yeah, I, yeah, I, abs- absolutely. Ne- so we next, gotta, we gotta find time, a weekend that um, yeah, you know, a either long a weekend, weekend or that you're open, or the next time you're doing uh, riding shotgun down this way, you know, we'll even. If it's during the week sometime or even on a weekend, we can readjust our schedule a little bit and maybe record while you're close by. Yeah, I, I love I love when Keith uh, starts to like make promises and I look over at him. And I'm like, what are you about to what get me about into? To <laughs> this, this is- Stop look, talking. We, we like Kevin Charlie on the show, but we don't want him to know where we live. Exactly. Well, and I don't have to do any of it. So I just say things and let Mike. Yeah, he just it. says shit and then I get all the work. It's, been, it's phenomenal. <laughs> look, the studio's at Mike's house. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, Jimmy cracked corn and Keith don't care. Exactly. All right, guys. <laughs> Listen, take care. It was an awesome time. Charlie, we'll talk to you soon. 